Boaters, boaters, this is Paulie from All Dog Dub. How you doing? Podcast night, ready to rock and roll. Never do I podcast without my main man, Captain Buzz. Captain Buzzword, are you on the line? Over. Uh, Roger that, Skipper. Uh, we, you know what? We got a lot of great stuff to share tonight. Uh, I think. I- oh, I'll tell you what. I just got back from Annapolis. My boat was supposedly fixed. I'm a little hot in the collar right Uh-oh. now. Oh, boy. Dude. I knew I was going to get a dude. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Well, you haven't had a you uh, haven't had a boat all season, so I know you. No, I know you're flipping I, the flipping out. I, I was. I, I always. Uh, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. But I'll tell you what. Uh, if the heat doesn't break, the heat is literally driving me mad. Um, you know, um, when you drink a gallon and a half of water throughout the course of the day and you pee once. This is not good. I, I feel like we live in Florida. What is this crap? It's summertime uh, in the East Coast. It happens every year. Yeah. Now, it gonna, happens every year, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to bitch about it. That's fair. Okay, you can bitch. And it's supposed to be nice this weekend. As a matter of fact, uh, this morning it was nice, and it, it's, it, it did break. So we're going to have a very nice weekend here in uh, uh, on the Chess, Upper Chesapeake Bay. It's going to be beautiful. Beautiful. That's great. If uh, I still ain't got a boat, but we'll talk about your captain's <laughs> briefing, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> so it's very simple, and it's to it's to have a plan B. And, and what do you mean by have a plan? Well, what B? I mean by that is, like, say you've got I don't know a, a group of buddies that maybe aren't typically boaters, and you want to go out fishing, or you want to go out swimming, or you want to go out cruising, and you know where you want to go. Maybe the weather kicked up and maybe maybe it's just, you know, it, it's it's not going to be a comfortable day for your passengers. And so you would think wouldn't think twice as the captain and, 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 and maybe maybe some passengers that have been through that before. You're talking about having a novice guest on board versus a seasoned veteran boater you know, to what they should expect when the weather's going to be snotty for that. Day. That's right. And, and, and the captain, when he's, when you're, when you're at the helm of your boat, you, you're, you're hand, hanging on to the steering wheel and you're, you know what's happening and you know what's going on, but the rest of your guests are a little bit more exposed than you. And that's the point I want to make when you're running your boat, you know, again, you're, you're high, you're, you're hyper-focused on where you're going and what's going on. You're running at speed. And, but you're holding on and you're bolstered or whatever, but your passengers are in other seats and they may have a, they may have a beverage and they may be getting jostled around a lot more than you. So my, and when you put as much 303 uh, vinyl conditioner on your seats, like you do, your ass tends to slide a little bit. You gotta, you know, when you said plan B, I'm thinking chicken parmesan or linguine and clams and white sauce. I mean, I'm not sure where we're going with this, you know. So okay, plan B, gotcha. So you know, if you if if you set a plan with your buddies or whoever, and they, maybe they haven't been on the boat or they're not familiar, and the weather kicks up, just think about doing something else because again, you might be you as a captain might be comfortable with that. But your novice guest might have a real problem. They may be chumming the whole way. So, so think about a plan B. So nice. that's all. That's all. Well, um, what do you got for? Uh, I don't think you're going to want to hear the detailers briefing tonight. Here's the detailers briefing tonight. Uh, when you leave your boat, if you I, listen, 
you don't ever leave anything on your vinyl seats. Anything. You got the entire camper enclosure up. Let's say you have your mooring cover up. Let's say you don't use your eyes and glass or your camper enclosure throughout the course of the summer because it's blazing hot. I get it. Do not leave anything laying on your vinyl seat. Not a towel, especially not one that's of color. Um, maybe uh, no floaties, you know, no swimmies, no float, nothing. nothing. Nothing laying because when I had the privilege of getting on my boat today <laughs> and my table, uh, you know, the top portion of the uh, table that sits in the aft, you know, that you have cocktails on and you eat on was sitting on my uh, port side uh, seat, uh, my, L, my L-shaped seat. Wait a, minute, wait a minute. And I'm like, why wait, is not, not not the wooden varnished piece? Oh, no, no, oh, no. Okay. Thank God. Oh, well, I'm ah. going to say thank God. But. You, you, when I got on board after the mechanic was on board, they never took the seat or I'm sorry, when they took the table apart that screwed into the base on the floor yeah. right above the, which is the engine sure, hatch. Of course. So we had to take the tabletop off in order to lift the engine hatch to get access to left the table on my seat. Oh. When I lifted the seat and I had a yellow ring underneath that Dude. seat. Now mind you, that table <laughs> is like two and a half, three feet long. It's probably a foot and a half wide. Captain Buzz, I literally blew a head <laughs> Dude, gasket. I can, I can imagine. I would have flipped out. <laughs> I would have. Oh, oh, I, my buddy Kevin is with me, and he's like, Paulie, he's like, what are you so upset about? I said, when I get on a customer's boat and I'm doing a service job on that boat, when I am buffing a customer's boat, I literally set the buffer down. And, you know, most of the time I'll set it pad down versus actually sitting it on the, you know, upside down, motor down. And if I do have to set it down, motor down, I literally have a microfiber towel underneath it to sit on because I don't want that coming in contact with the customer's boat. Roger that. I handle a customer's boat with care because if someone didn't handle my boat with care. If it was your own, I know you. and, And you have to because that's the reputation that I have built over the years. And I will tell you what, I was so pissed off. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, now I got a yellow ring. Buzzy, what do you do when you have a stain on the vinyl seat? We've spoken about this before. What's going to get it out? The sun. Natural the sunlight. Sun. Well, guess what? The L-shaped satay seat on the left-hand side of the boat that everybody sits on, the whole bimney is going to have to come off just to be sun exposed. Oh. <clears throat> it's the only way I'm going to get rid of this. I was so furious. Um, and so... Anytime you leave your boat on the weekend, yeah. I don't care if it's a cooler, a small cooler, large cooler, a towel, floatables, flo- you know, uh, you know, uh, PFDs. Do not leave anything on your seats because when you come back the following week, and it was 150 degrees inside your cockpit, whether it's blazing through the Isinglass, or even if you have a mooring cover on, there's moisture. Anything will bleed. And it will leave a mark on that seat, and you're not getting that out all the time. So, so I'll tell you a quick story because my, my wife likes to decorate the boat for, in particular, Fourth of July. Oh, I know where <laughs> you're going with this. And so I know she gets these dollar store decorations and puts them everywhere, and I'm just, I'm like, okay, I'm okay, I'm all right, I'm okay, but it if if it gets wet, the the ink of this stuff bleeds out and she, she put them all over the, the, um, the railing. And how many years did I have, 
you know, imprint of stars and stripes on my, my rail. Oh, buddy, I remember. Oh. I remember uh, that, because you buy the dollar store. It's um, all going to leach out. You know, the dollar store. And if it gets, it's all going to leach gets out. Wet, it's it's going to stain. It's going to stain your stainless. It's going to stain your your fiberglass. It's going to stain your vinyl. So yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Don't put anything. I'm telling on. you what. It's 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 just these are the things, <laughs> and I see it a lot. Okay, yeah. I'm seeing it a lot in the industry, and it is really driving me crazy because I mean. For, for crying out loud, I mean, I have booties that go over my shoes. I do everything under the sun to take care. 95% of the time, I don't even have shoes on. If I know that I'm going to be on my feet all day long, let's say you're polishing out the front of the brow of a boat, you're standing on fiberglass, it hurts your feet by the end of the day. You know, sometimes I'll have to wear shoes just to be safe and to be comfortable throughout the course of the yeah. day. Oh, yeah. But Walking on non-skid barefoot on a, all day, you, that's going to kill you. It kills you. But that's what I had the pleasure of walking into um, <laughs> along with, uh, you know, some outdrive oil in my bilge. And I was not happy about that. Buzzy, how, how spotless cleaner are bilges? Uh, like, uh, they're spotless. Cool. They've always been spotless. I maintain a spotless bilge. So do you. I am so anal about it. So here's it. the thing. Because you do that, as soon as you opened your engine hatch, you knew something was wrong. Because... Of course it's I did, because I spotless. smelled it. Yeah. It's spotless, and I saw it instantly. And I'll tell you what, I understand. We all make mistakes. Listen, I'm a service provider in the business. At 100-degree days, believe me, I want to bang my head right through a bulkhead wall. I understand. But I'll tell you right now, you got to pay attention, and you got to do your due diligence. So don't leave nothing on your seats, uh, especially on Paulie's boat, because it's not going to end well. <laughs> So let's let's get into a couple of our topics here. So the first yeah, one, what do you want to talk about? Well, tonight? the first one I want to talk about is um, is considering joining a an owners club, and what I mean, oh, like a C Ray well, club, uh, a Bayliner that, club, the right, Silverton club, exactly. Uh, Facebook or maybe it's maybe it's a website that you have a login on, whatever it is, but. I, and I belong to Club C Ray, which is a website, and I also follow C Ray owners on Facebook. And I'll and I'll tell you what kind of benefits you can get from that. You can number one, you can learn a lot about your boat. Number two, you can post things that maybe are going wrong or questions you have about your boat. And well, didn't you just have a really awesome experience that saved I, you on, I did. on using I them? I did so. Tell me about that. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, not a keystroke. I just was passive and watching what was going on. But a, a gentleman had posted a uh, on Facebook on the Sea Ray Owners Club about his tachometers. And they only work when he's knocking his knuckles on it. And my knuckles are killing me because, you know, when I'm on my boat, I'm always banging on my tacks because they stick. Right, they, that's a common problem that we've seen. I've seen it on boats for years. Mine does the makes same me crazy. And and so uh, this guy posted, "Hey, I've got this problem with my Sea Ray tax." Well, man, there was dozens of comments. So I started reading through the comments, and what I learned was uh, that the suggestion was to to go to the back of the tachometer, which I had, I had to pull my you know my dash down, and there's a little adjustment screw. 
And they said, mark where it is currently with a, with a whatever, and then take a screwdriver and just do some 180s back and forth uh, with that, with a screwdriver and park it where it was. And what that does is cleans the contacts inside of the tachometer. Now, this is specific to C-Ray, but the point is, well, so I put the I put the dash back up, I fired up the engines, and man, the tacks were absolutely perfect. Now I still need to take the boat out and run it at speed, but when I was sitting at the dock throttling up, the tacks were absolutely perfect. The point I'm making is that you can learn a lot about your boat. You can post questions to these websites and you'll get, you know, because everybody, we're hey, it's the community. Everybody wants to help each other. And again, I didn't type a thing, and I learned about this. Now, the next time I see somebody asking about tachometers, I'm going to go, "This really works. Go ahead and do it because I'm, I'm, you know, I've seen it work. It was awesome." Right. So well, those, you know, your Sea Ray Boaters Club, whether you find them on Facebook or however, and most of them are on social media. Yeah. You know, there are plenty of other people that, let's say, you have a 280 Sea Ray Sundancer. Let's say you have a 33C race on Dancer, a 420, a 520 Sports at Ambridge. There are so many other people that are on there with the same boat that you yeah. have. They are going and they still have the same proprietary um, equipment on board as you do with some differences, you know, some variables. Of course, are based of on course, the options that you got. Yeah. Based on the options. But, you know, realistically, you are going to talk to other boaters that have the same make and model as you do that have run across the same problems, right. which really helps it out with your do-it-yourselfers. You get educated on it and, and you learn. That's awesome. I love Just it. Just like you and I are sharing our stories and mistakes to help our boaters. This is very much like that on, on a, on a manufacturer's specific, you know, site. So I recommend that to, to all of our boaters, uh, particularly for our new boaters. Well, it doesn't matter. Newer, newer seasoned, um, Check it out. It, it really means a lot. So the, the other topic I wanted to talk about um, was is, is trim tabs. And, you know, what are they for and how do they work? And, and so, you know, for my trim tabs, um, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to work with trim. I find it to be a lot of fun. If I'm at the helm. You find everything, <laughs> Captain Buzz, on board. Everybody who's listening, this guy literally is amused on every little I thing. I want to know about that, everything, right? Well, that's why I love boating with you. Because, listen, when you're on board, the littlest things that Buzzy can, you know, that Captain Buzz can tinker with just completely amuse you. And I love it because there are days where I, listen, I am not that easily amused. So I, I have to say this much that, I mean, listen, my boat is simplistic. It's an older boat. It's an 05. It's, it, it, it's, 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 you know, it's, it doesn't have every bell and whistle under the sun versus like, you know, you go out there and buy a new Riviera with a set of pods on it, joystick controls, like, uh, that would that would you know would really excite me. But Buzzy, watching you at the helm, you're always playing with something. You're always doing this. You're always doing that. Let's be clear. I'm not playing. I am in command of that vessel. All right. First of all, <laughs> don't get too crazy over here with the in command because you know I'm I'll having crack you fun, with a freaking. But I'm in command. Have you ever gotten cracked in the head with a boat hook? Well, I've not yet. <laughs> Head or gut. Hey, head or gut. Head or, head or gut, mf -er. <laughs> But 
That's, um, yeah, there's, uh, you know what else I found? Buzzy, speaking about trim tabs, the electric Lenco trim tabs. That particular brand and self-leveling trim tabs. They got so much new technology that, out there. Those would be very cool. And and uh, mine, are, mine are manual. They are hydraulic. And so let me back up for a moment for, for some of our other folks that maybe not know what it is. So it's a, it's a, it's a metal plate, depend, maybe the size of a laptop. I'm going to use that as an example. On each side of the transom that come out, you know, uh, horizontally, and you can adjust it to control the angle of the boat when you're, when you're, uh, when you're, when you're running. And so, you know, I, and I, when I'm running and uh, <coughs> big Papa Paulie's on board and he moves from the starboard and I gotta over go to the port, he's moving back and forth. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tab it out just a little bit to keep the boat running level and saving fuel. So I, I work to trim tabs when, uh, when you're moving around. No offense, but you know you're you're a big man. So I, buddy, listen. I've been boating for 22 years. Listen, I play with my trim tabs religiously, especially you know, guys, when you're out and about. You can go ahead, and a lot of people. First off, you can utilize your trim tabs when you're going to put the plane when you're going to put the boat on top of the water and plane out the boat. Bury the, put the tabs all the way down. Bury the nose so you get up on plane a lot easier. It's a little bit less wear and tear. On your out drives, it's easier on your motors. Once you get up on top of the water, you can go ahead and pull those tabs back, level off. Um, they're 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 phenomenal. But when you're running, you know, let's say you're out on a windy day, you're going to be playing with those tabs a lot, especially when the wind's contacting the freeboard from the water line to the rubber. That, that's exactly right. When it's when it's coming at a, a certain angle, you may have to adjust the trim tabs to keep the boat running efficiently and level and comfortable for your passengers. There's no doubt. I love the word efficient, yeah. especially when fuel is $6 a gallon. So so some boats have an indicator on where your trim tab is in its full in its full travel, either up or down. My boat does not have that. So mine does not either. So what I've done, I've uh, you know, and I did this a while ago. I had somebody at the button. This is when the boat was on the hard. And I'm looking at the trim tab, and I counted, right? It was all the way down, and I know it takes seven seconds to go from all the way down, all the way up, or the other way. Seven seconds. So if I need to park them either all the way down or all the way up, I know that I have to count seven seconds. So just a, just a tip for, for folks, if you don't have an indicator of where your trim tab is, and you know you want it all the way down, Understand, you know, do a count, look at it visually, and have somebody at the button to understand how far it goes and how long it takes to well, get another there. Awesome, absolutely. Another awesome tip, your trim tabs, even though that they are uh, hydraulic, but they're driven by an electric motor, in your engine room where you will find that particular motor, always remember that you have to check. There is a fluid reservoir that you want to check. Uh, you know, on your on your trim tab system on board, because sometimes people make the comment, you know, I noticed that my trim tabs are not as responsive and they're a little bit sluggish. You have to go down in the engine room, pop off. There is a clear plastic cap that sits over the top of the motor that's got a center screw that sits right on top. You pop that off and there literally is a little reservoir for a small little funnel that you pop a rubber cap out and you want to make sure that you have it filled to the right line. And if you are losing uh, the trim tab oil, 
you're going to want to, when you get the boat out of the water, make sure that you're, you're checking uh, the, the seals on the outside rams because over time they do leak. Or if you hit something, whatever the case may That's be. That's right. That's right. Good stuff. All right. I'm going to move on to our next topic. And this one. Well, hold on. Let me bounce in on this right, one, ahead, Buzzy. I want to talk about the battery situation that I ran into yesterday on a cruiser motor yacht. And this is this is a safety thing. We've been, guys, we've been hitting safety really, really hard with some of the fatal accidents and 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 incidents that have happened on the bay. And it's it's a serious moment that we got to talk about. A customer, there was one of the brokers that I do business with. He went out on a sea trial on a customer's boat. They were not on board. Um, the, the owner, unfortunately, had a health issue. He told the broker to go out, stretch your legs, burn up some fuel, because we all know that you can't leave fuel in your tank all season long with the ethanol. So you want to go up, knock a little bit of buildup off the bottom, stretch your legs a little bit. He went to go push. Uh, he went out. He was going to drop anchor, set a hook. But the moment that he did, he lost all DC on that on the boat. All the electronics failed. All the gauges failed. Everything failed. So he's thinking that he's got a, a catastrophic. There was a catastrophic electrical issue, and he's telling me about this in the parking lot. And the owner had made mention of this, and I said simply right off the bat, "Has anybody checked the batteries?" He said, "Paulie, no, I haven't." And a lot of people think that. The, you know, you get a new set of batteries, you have the marina put in a new set of batteries, 24s, series 24s, 27s, 31s, whatever the case may be, whether they're AGMs or they're just standard deep cycle wet cell batteries. Nobody takes the time to check their batteries. We go down into the engine room and the, a lot of the boats nowadays, if you have an antiquated boat, the charger's been upgraded to a smart charger, which can tell when the batteries reach uh, the specific voltage and level, to t they turn themselves on and right. off. Trickle. So they, they trickle. monitor yeah. the... They trickle. Um, in this particular case, the charger that's on board is... It, the boat's older, but the technology is still built into it. The batteries were bloated. We found two of the terminals had melted the shrink wrap outer coating and the plastic caps because they were physically loose on the poles. So, so Paul, when the you top, say bloated, the battery casing was like bloated. The actual battery itself. And guys, wow. this is a very serious wow. situation. First off, right when I got on the boat, okay, I killed the battery charger. And I had another I had one of the techs with me. And I'm like, Bub, I smell sulfur. I said, the batteries are being cooked. He's like, he's like, yeah, I smell it too. Most owners don't realize that if you have a set of batteries, so you have your starting battery for each one of your motors, a starting battery for your generator, and then you have your house batteries. Some boats have two. Some boats have one. Some boats have three. Some have five. Captain Buzz, how many batteries do you have on board? Seven. You have seven on board. But what people don't realize is the house batteries, okay, they're in parallel, they are connected together. One charges. When that one fills up, the next one charges. But the problem is, if you have three batteries running in parallel, let's say you have a three or a four or a five bank charger, those first two batteries had failed and they were cooking. They're wet cell batteries. They were dry. 
and the charger was trying to charge them. The charger is not going to sense. The real newer ones do because they're computerized. But this particular charger was feeding power into these batteries. The batteries had ran dry. And because the first two batteries had collapsed cells in them and they were damaged, okay, the charger kept running and it was burning those batteries up. Gases will build inside of that battery. And guess what? They do explode, okay? They build a vapor that is that is flammable and it will explode on an ignition. Hell yeah. And we've, Captain Buzz, you remember the Norma Jean. I do. On the dock, you remember that situation. I do. Uh, one of my customers, an elder gentleman, great guy, opens up his hatch. He had a cigarette in his mouth, gets rid of the cigarette, goes to check on his batteries. And unfortunately, the batteries, the boat never moved. And the batteries were completely dried. The, get, the engine room had built up with those vapors. The batteries exploded in the man's face. So when you're down on your boat, check you go down. I never leave the dock without popping the hatch, going in the engine room. I always check my engine oil. I check the bilge to make sure nothing had happened from the last ride. But everybody, check the connections on your batteries, okay? And here's another thing that I learned, Captain Buzz. You know the uh, the battery selector switch, whether you go from battery one, battery two, to both, and to off? Right, yeah. yeah. Okay? Now, some boats, in this particular case, it had an on and an off switch because it had five batteries. Now, I don't remember. I've seen them broken up in two different battery banks when it's got a three-way selector switch on it. In this particular case, it was a simple on and off. And I was like, you know what? Just for shits and giggles, I told the mechanic, pop that off. And check the connections on the backside of that switch. And I'll tell you what, what did we find? One of the wires was arcing. By the way, guys, if a battery terminal is not secure and it's able to move around, it is causing resistance and heat and it arcs, it gets hot. That's how you get electrical fires on board. That's how you get electrical fires, period. Those connections, I would have never have thought, Buzzy, I've never checked mine in all these years. Great call. So the learning lesson and, you know, when I spoke to the customer, she was really upset. They are not physically able to go into the engine room. They're just, they don't have the physical capabilities to do it. But, you know, I can, you can make it a point in habit. Your batteries, they can be brand new and installed. If you can't do it yourself. Right. When you go out running, let's say you get caught in a three foot chop, four foot chop. You know, you're bucking tide. You got nasty wind, nasty weather. Those connections will loosen over time. Another good thing to do is when they're tightened down to spec and everything's perfect, take a marker and literally mark them. Mark it on the battery, mark it on the terminal. So if it does move, you can physically see that there's play in that wire, that the torque is off. A lot of the new boat manufacturers, Buzzy, across the board from engine mounts, to bolts on their on the main engines, you see it all the time now. They're torqued down and they are marked. And, and take the time to. And look. I recommend that everyone have a infrared thermal uh, temperature gun. I have one on board, uh, and you pull the trigger. It's battery operated. They're really they're not expensive, and you can shoot batteries. You can shoot engines. You can shoot whatever with a with a infrared um, beam, and it tells you exactly what the temperature is. So I'll often do my my uh, my connections for shore power on the tower or in the boat. Obviously, you can feel them, you know, and feel if there's heat and resistance built up. But 
and also for the engines. Because I watched my mechanic uh, shoot both, you know, both motors and make sure that they were the same. And so a good tool to have to check for, for heat buildup. All right. And, and listen, I know that everybody just wants to hop on their boat and go. But unfortunately, these are maintenance safety maintenance protocols that you're going to thank me that you're doing these particular things. Because I'll tell you what, um, anything can happen. You know, when you have an arc in an engine room, if everything is not put together the way that it should be and everything is not 100%, you open up Pandora's box for a lot of trouble. And I'll tell you what, Buzz, I am so glad that we found that because yeah, and I pulled the, big. I pulled the, the mechanic right out of the engine room, which he was he understood this. Like he knew what was yeah, going get on. Get some protective equipment on if you're going to handle those batteries. Right. I said, let's get some like when I'm on board, let's get some long sleeves. Let's make sure we got gloves on. Let's make sure that we got some eye protection. Because when those batteries blew up on Bob, I grabbed the back of his head and he was completely just he he was hysterical. He was he was completely excited. And I met I grabbed the back of his head and I grabbed eye wash and I blasted his eyes out. This guy's freaking out, thinking I'm trying to drown him standing <laughs> up on the dock. But I said, Bob, stop fighting me on this. Your eyes literally were grazed over gray from the acid that got into your eyes. When they took him to Will's eye in Philadelphia, I will tell you what, the aftermath, his daughter called me and said to tell the guy on the dock, the only reason why my father is not blind is because of what you did. And it's that serious. And listen, when batteries explode, they shoot shrapnel. This is dangerous. And I'm not trying to scare no, anybody it's just, out of it's this. It's precaution. I, it's precautionary. And I want you to understand the severity of it because I'm not going to sit here and blow wind up your skirt. I want you to be educated. Captain Buzz wants you to be educated. That's what the All Things Boating Podcast is about. We've seen it and we don't want you to experience that type of horror. So let me share a quick story uh, before we close that... Um, I had, I had, I had serious, I may have shared this story before, but the timing is everything. We're talking about batteries. So I had, uh, I, I was looking through my C-Ray manual. I'm going, okay, Series 27s. I bought four of them, right? Two for each engine. Man, let's crank this sucker over. I'm like, why is this boat so hard to start? What is going on? And I'm, and I'm frying. Why? I mean, just what is going on? So my problem was, I remember <laughs> when you did this. So, oh my God. So, uh, with deer in the headlights, when you figured that oh, out, it was so stupid, but that's why we're sharing this. Uh, and, and with a boat like mine, who and you can have, you can have gas engines or you can have diesel. There's an option to, to go with the diesels. My boat has diesels. Well, the problem was, I needed to turn the page <laughs> on the C-Ray manual. Flip the page, ding dong. Because I'm looking at the gas, you know, configuration for batteries. I'm like, wait a minute. I flipped it over and went, holy crap, I have the wrong size battery. So anyway, uh, just to, just if your boat has the option of having gas or diesel, make sure you're on the right page when you're looking right. to replace Because parts. each one of those batteries, <laughs> each one of those series batteries have a cold cranking amps. And I'll tell you this much. If you're trying to turn over a 350 mag, a 5.7, a 454. Oh, you got to have the specs. Uh, you you got to have the right batteries. At 8.1, you got to have the right batteries with the right cranking amps. Because by the way, guys, if your battery on board is undersized 
and you're struggling to start your boat and you just like what Captain Ouch. Buzz is, by the way, you leave yourself open for frying out the starter because it's working so hard with not enough amperage to crank it I've over. I've replaced both starters and both alternators. Yes, sir, you have. So that was an expensive flipping of the page. <laughs> anyway. Well, I'll tell so you what, it was, <laughs> it was awesome. It's these are the things that I love to chat about. We love sharing our absolute stupid mistakes. Hey, we're not. And, we're not uh, you know, hey, nobody's perfect. You learn as you go. These are all the horror stories that we can save everybody from. <laughs> Buzzy, we are at thirty-two minutes, my friend. Um, anybody listening to the podcast? If any company, if you want to sponsor a podcast, we have it all the time. You know, podcast at alldockedup.com. Get in touch with us. Shoot us a message. If you want to be on and share a story, shoot me an email. We want you on. We want to bring as much value to the podcast as possible. So, Buzzy, this is Paulie from All Docked Up, standing by on 6-8, Cap. Captain Buzz with All Docked Up, standing by on 6-8. Have a great evening, everyone.